an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Coverage of Championship Sunday continuing here as we are broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone for the next few minutes? Look at pictures of food your friends ate? Again, call 1-888-FARMERS for a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. We have got a dandy in Lambeau, and the Green Bay Packers have just scored in what was a must-score drive after Tampa went up 28-10. to So as you may have heard David Gascon at the news desk say it, Tampa Bay with the football, George, up 28-17. to And while Tom Brady's stats aren't perfect, he has looked darn near perfect to me in this AFC title game. Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't know how this dude's 43 years old. I, I, I just don't. Uh, it's stupid. Like, it's, it's gotten <laughs> to the point to where it's silly. And truthfully, I have been a not, – not a critic of Tom Brady, but I've been hesitant to just anoint him the greatest of all time because I thought he had the greatest situation of all time as well with Bill Belichick and their the, the consistency, the ownership – 
that that helps as well. So I thought he had the greatest situation too. I always regarded Peyton Manning because I saw him play as well. I played against both of these quarterbacks. Uh And I thought that Peyton Manning had to do more because he was basically the Colts offensive coordinator as well. You know, like I felt like there was more on his shoulders. And but with the way that Tom Brady is playing in Tampa without um, with, with without Bill Belichick and the way he has looked with this roster, albeit extremely talented, just I, I, I'm on the verge of apologizing because I'm like, yo, I was I was wrong. Like, I'm close to being wrong because because remember, in the beginning of the season, I was like, there's no chance that this team wins a Super Bowl. There's just hand them the trophy thing. I'm still not handing them the uh, trophy, but just making the Super Bowl would be a, yeah. a monumental achievement. Well, I I don't think that this team is is perfect, and I don't think that anybody thinks that they are perfect. They're really good defensively, especially up front. They've got good playmakers that Tom Brady can throw the football to, but I don't think that this is a team that you would ever put up as one of the all-timers, but the way that he's just – the way that – and I don't want to use the term managing the game because I think at times it becomes a very negative connotation – but in the times where they've needed plays, and specifically in Brady's instance today where they have needed throws, he's made them. They're 7 of 10 on third downs today in this NFC title game. The opportunity of the defense to start the second half, for those that you may have missed it, Green Bay on their opening possession, Aaron Jones catches a pass and fumbles, and then Tampa gets a first and goal at the 8-yard line. And what does Tom Brady do? A little play fake, and back of the end zone, no one's around Cameron, Bray, touchdown, boom. Like, there's... Every opportunity Tampa has had, and, and, and the biggest of all is what happened at the end of the first half, and, and I want to get your thoughts on how that played out because I know that you were licking your chops, loving what you saw, but in every opportunity where Tampa has needed to make a play, Tom Brady has made it, and, and, and even the haters out there. I mean, you'll look at the numbers. He's 14 of 24 today. You know, that's it's not like it's he, – but he hasn't thrown any pass that has really been in, in harm's way in any case, and when they've needed the throw and needed the play, he's been able to make it. Yeah, he, he's made some plays, but so have his wide receivers, and you have to make sure that they are the ones that, who are getting a lot of the credit too because that pass that he just laid up and Godwin went up and made a, made a play, like that goes under Tom Brady's stats, but that's a Godwin play. You know, but at the same time, that's your quarterback saying, all right, I, I have a one-on-one. Let me give my guy a shot. Yeah. You know, and and that's what's important. I mean, <laughs> it, it's just like it, it's not always about the actual, you know, big numbers. And then just as soon as we say that Tom Brady hasn't thrown a pass in harm's <laughs> way, you are a jinx, dude. They're they're going to send you to Dr. Pepper Court, dude. Adrian, they're going to send you to jail. Adrian Amos just picked off. Tom Brady on a second down and 10 and what's interesting on this interception so Green Bay's going to take the ball over at their own 32 yard line was on the previous play Brady tried to hit Chris Godwin on a pass 
I don't think that there was uh, egregious pass interference. I thought there was maybe some contact at the end. There was no penalty called. And Tampa Bay's like, well, let's just go back to the well again. This time, though, it was Mike Evans. This time, uh, Amos came over as the safety. And really, there was no chance of anybody but Amos to get that football. So now a big turning point in this game. The first bad pass after praising Tom Brady for the first five minutes of the show. Yeah, I may have jinxed him. Uh, just was thrown by the Buccaneers quarterback. This is this is how... The, when when Tampa Bay went up twenty eight to ten, there were very few paths for Green Bay to win this game. The, the The path had to start in them scoring on the ensuing drive, which they did on the touchdown pass to Tanyan. And now, when you see the turnover, that's part of the equation as well. But if Tampa doesn't turn the ball over, there's a really there's a very difficult chance that Green Bay, uh, a slighter chance that Green Bay wins this football game. And now this is the path for Green Bay to get back in it. They've had two opportunities to cash in, and they've cashed in on both of those opportunities right now. Yeah, that's, that's the mark of a good team because there's a lot of teams that would have cashed it in at this point. A lot of teams that would have cashed it in at this point. So I am really in the NFC title game. You think they would have just been like, oh, we're done. This is it. Oh, yes, absolutely. Dude, there are teams that would have absolutely done it. They would have been like, oh, yeah, we're done. This is, you know, this is a tough part of the game. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. They would have absolutely cashed in. I'm telling you, I've been a part of teams that have done that. Really? Oh, yeah. Where does it start from? Does it start from the, the leaders on the team? Does it start from the coaching? Because to me, it's just that would be that would be it's hard to even imagine that a team would get so far and then be willing to just end up giving up when when they when this was, you know, the game that they have worked all year to try to get to or to try to well, win so they could get to the Super Bowl. OK, so it's not just a total give up. It's more of. They're sitting there, they're looking at the game, and they're like, wow, we cannot stop these dudes. And and that would have happened for Green Bay had they not gone down and scored on what you said was a must-score touchdown. If they didn't score right then, it was going to get tough, dude. Mm-hmm. Like It was going to be, even if they got a stop against Tampa Bay next, like that last touchdown was the thing that kept the, the faith and kept them alive in this game. This is this is where where I th- I think Tampa is in a unique spot because you're going up against Aaron Rodgers and I think all, those of us at home are saying all right well a- any deficit when you have Aaron Rodgers on your side isn't that much of a big deal because the quarterback can get you out of a lot of different uh, situations. Well, there was a stat that was put out, I believe maybe by Adam Schefter, that said uh, Rodgers was 1-7 in seven in trailing at the half in his uh, career in the playoffs. So, number one, they were now 21-10 to 10 at, the, at the half. But I would also look at how this game has played out from the Packers' offense uh, against the Buccaneers' defense sort of way. And if it really wasn't for that 50-yard touchdown to Marquez Valdez-Scantling that Green Bay had, Tampa Bay has had their way with Green Bay. And what I'm wondering, it was Tampa thinking like, all right, we're, we're, we're here. We've showed that we can shut them down. Or are they thinking in their mind, uh-oh, it's just a matter of time before Rodgers gets hot and gets on is because it, it, 
Green Bay had a first and goal at the five-yard line. They threw three incomplete passes, all of which were intended to Devontae Adams. And, you know, something like that is very, very rare. And if, as a defense, you're probably thinking, all right, we dodged a bullet. But I'm just wondering how Tampa's defense, and we talk about mindsets all the time, on how they view this. Do they think that they've outplayed Aaron Rodgers and can continue to do it in the second half? Or are they just waiting, which I think many of us are, for Aaron Rodgers to turn it on and become Aaron Rodgers? How do you think that defense is looking at it? Uh, a combination of both. They're like, they're thinking, all right, we've done a good job in two games. Well, two and a half games. I'm well, one and a half games, shutting him down. But we can't get care. We can't get careless. Like we we can't just get arrogant and think that this is just gonna just be the way it is because uh-huh. if we don't. Aaron Rodgers can beat us. So I think that that's the mindset that you have to have. Right now, Green Bay just got a first down on a pass to Devontae Adams, so it's going to be first down at their own 42-yard line, uh, down 11. It's actually been for as fast as the first quarter went because of what's going on in this uh, third quarter. There's still just under seven minutes remaining, and it's 28-17. to 17. Both uh, teams have scored this quarter, and now Green Bay uh, with the football trying to make it a uh, no longer a double-digit deficit. Good George on Twitter, at George Reister. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Yeah, I, I, the Tampa Bay defense got an interception at the end of the first half and then was able to turn it into a touchdown. I just want to get your thoughts on, oh, on that because I know how much. Know. I, I Bruce Arians, for those that, that missed it, 13 seconds left on a fourth and three from their 45-yard line. Green Bay ended up going for it. Or, excuse me, Tampa Bay ended up going for it. They got the first down. Then on the next play with eight seconds left, threw a deep ball to Scotty Miller and ended up scoring. Watching that, I'm like, George Reister, is going out of his mind right now in pure joy because Bruce Arians went for the kill at the end of the first half, and that's what gave Tampa that 11-point lead. Yeah, how many coaches do you think would have punted the football right there? I I think a a lot of them, a lot of them. Considering, and and also I think a factor, who's, who's the best quarterback to throw a Hail Mary if you could pick one in the NFL? Aaron it's Aaron Rod- yeah, we've seen Aaron Rodgers do it plenty of times. So so you add that into the case, I'm thinking 80% of the coaches, maybe even 90% of the coaches would have punted in that situation. Hey, no, no risk it, no biscuit. And it's very unlikely, right? So, But I would rather end the game knowing that I shot all the bullets in my gun and then, and then I threw the gun at you. <laughs> I, I, yeah. th- that's yeah. what that's what Tampa Bay did. So I thought that 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 play, aside from them had making a uh, like a catastrophe of turnovers, that sealed the game. Like it, like in terms of them being able to win win the game. Now, Aaron, the only way to counteract that, though, because I believe in energy, the only way to counteract that is for the Packers to do a no risk it, no biscuit in a little bit too like you know a fourth and seven when they maybe should should punt and then they go go get it then those things are are nullified and now you can come back and win the football game 
We've got a unique Sunday set up for you here on Fox Sports Radio. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. We are constantly going to keep you up to date of what's happening in Green Bay in this NFC Championship game. And then when the AFC Championship game gets underway between Kansas City and Buffalo at 6.40 Eastern time. Quick, a quick couple of notes from that game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire active for the Chiefs, but Sammy Watkins and Le'Veon Bell are inactive for Kansas City. So you've got that note there. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. You don't need to go anywhere else because we're going to keep you up to date of what's happening with Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Plus, we'll tell you what the likelihood is of Deshaun Watson and the Big Apple being a marriage made in heaven. We'll talk about that next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. It's better than using your phone to see if your post got any likes again. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker Fire Insurance, Exchanges are affiliate. Products not available in every state. We are back on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. I am George Reister with my man Dan Beyer. And we are live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. A lot going on in the NFL right now. And 
quarterbacks are going to be on the move. Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson wants out, and there's going to be a bunch of other free agents as well. So we have to bring in a special guest, Mr. Christian Dyer. He, you can find him on Twitter at Christian with a K R Dyer. He's a Jets reporter and apparently the Larry David of your sports feed. Um, Christian, welcome to the show. A little bit more hair than Larry David, but just as curmudgeon-y. <laughs> well, uh, one, well, I, I want to start in a, with in a, the, in a lot smaller bank account too, guys. Let me just yeah. make that clear. <laughs> So how did you feel about your new head coach, the the new head coach that you're going to cover, Robert Sala, and his press conference as compared to maybe, let's just say, let's just throw a coach out, maybe like a Dan Campbell and the, the Lions? Yeah, you know, you know, listen, I think you look at Robert Sala and, and you got the sense that there was a determination, there was a focus, there was a plan. Uh, it may not have been the exciting press conference of Rex Ryan, right, from 11 years ago when he was dropping one-liners and making jokes and kind of winning over a fan base instantly with talks about not wanting to kiss Bill Belichick's rings and he came here to win championships. And you didn't necessarily come away with those sound bites from Robert Sala, but I think you got the sense that with Joe Douglas, who was an Aussie Newsom disciple uh, who who, came, who always kind of goes into an offseason with, with a plan centered around the draft and then building the, the necessary pieces through free agency, that there was finally going to be a one-two atop the Jets organization uh, that had a, a certain sense of direction, that had a sense of purpose, and maybe was a, a unity of purpose. And you go back to Adam Gase, who, who was hired two years ago, and you know I don't want to focus on the comical press conference when his eyes were all over the place and he was wandering in it became memes and gifs and you know kind of became a laughing stock of an organization that has been a laughing stock over the years and certainly the past decade but uh Gase came on board with a different general manager and then uh the jets replaced uh mike mccagney who hired adam Gase midway through the offseason last year after the draft and Douglas was mismatched with Gaze. And I think now there's finally a general manager and a head coach in place who should be on the same page, but, but share a very similar philosophy of building through the draft of what the defense should look like. Uh, and at the end of the day, what the Jets, if they're going to get back into the playoffs for the first time in a decade, how they're going to get there. Uh, a quick update from Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw a touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. Two-point conversion was no good. So Tampa's up on Green Bay, 28-23, 17 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Tampa's going to have it first and 10 at their own 45. Christian, what is of, of all the opposites that Salah is to Gase, as you kind of allude to, what's the most important opposite on why Salah is in the position that he is now as head coach? What did they want to go away uh, away from that Gase had in New York? Well, I think personality, and I know that sounds perhaps a, that's, that's a little bit of a, a, a sucker punch on Adam Gase, but you never got the sense, and I go back to that press conference when uh, his eyes were bugging out and you know, the head was kind of all over the place, that Adam Gase was really going to be a leader of men. And when you have an organization that hasn't had a Super Bowl appearance since Super Bowl three, and you're going on five decades of kind of just wandering in this wilderness, and a couple times being close uh, 10 years ago in the first two seasons under Rex Ryan when they made consecutive AFC championship games but fell short in the fourth quarter, uh, there's kind of going to be a need to really have someone who can be a salesman in chief. And I think 
think Robert Sala, who's you know famous for kind of running onto the field with his enthusiasm, who, who combines a little bit of that Bill Parcells uh, throwback coach mentality with the passion that you that you like to see uh, from today's modern NFL coaches, uh, I, I think that ability now to be able to go out there, a to be able to sell uh, free agents on a vision, and you already see Deshaun Watson supposedly uh, having the Jets atop his wish list for places he would want to land. Richard Sherman saying that you know this would be a great spot for him to land, for Deshaun Watson to land, for himself to land, that there's already a little bit of buzz uh, about what the Jets can do. And uh, a team that has struck out in free agency like the Jets have in the past few years has only been coupled by the fact that their drafts for the past five seasons have been absolutely horrendous. And um, if the Jets are going to be contenders sooner rather than later, they're going to need some veterans to come on in and buy in, and they're going to have to do that without overpaying and, and compromising. And I think a personality like Sala not only speaks to the fan base and a fan base that wants to get excited and a fan base that is not excited about those PSL uh, payments every year, but a fan base that also wants to get behind something. So it's a, it's a really good sales pitch the Jets can put together with Joe Douglas, who's buttoned up in Sala, who, who really wears his heart on his sleeve on, on the sidelines uh we're on with christian dyer jets reporter find him on twitter at christian with a k r dyer r you mentioned deshaun watson and you tweeted out an article that said that miami isn't his desired location in terms of first up that it's number two but behind new york what do you think that the chances that that deal actually get done are and what and, and what do you think it'll take and what the Jets will be willing to give up? Yeah, well, you know the the, the scenario that's going to play out, and it's going to be Deshaun Watson somehow going to end up with the New England Patriots, and they're going to make the deal happen. <laughs> and then he's going to be haunting the Jets for the next decade. That would be the most Jets, same old Jets scenario that you could possibly envision, would be Deshaun Watson being partnered with Bill Belichick for the next decade in Foxborough, absolutely haunting a, a division that now has three pretty good quarterbacks uh, in there when you've got uh, Josh Allen and then you know whoever New England ends up trying to bring in uh, through the draft, they'll, they'll inevitably be trying to bring in someone up there uh, to kind of be that solution. But Deshaun Watson fits on, on multiple levels when, when you look at the marketability that he brings, uh, but also the fact that this is a franchise that hasn't really had a solution since Joe Namath ret- uh, left the organization in the late 70s, played that one season in Los Angeles with the Rams. There, there have been some stop gaps with Vinny Testaverde and, and Ken O'Brien and Chad Pennington and everyone thought that Mark Sanchez might be the solution and Sam Darnold. But if the Jets aren't sold on Darnold going into his fourth year, uh, being that person under center, being that franchise quarterback, Deshaun Watson's proven, and maybe perhaps uh, the price tag, which is probably going to be three, if not four first-round picks, uh, the fact that they were able to get a certain number of picks, three first-rounders, from Seattle may just play to their advantage because they're going to be able to send multiple picks to Houston in a potential trade scenario to land them. I certainly think the Jets are probably the front runners at this point, holding number two and a pick in the early 20s from Seattle. But are you going to pay that price knowing the fact that the past four or five years you've struck out on the draft and you need to keep those draft picks? Joe Douglas has shown that he values draft picks. He values accumulating draft picks. And I'm not sure he's going to overpay just to get a quarterback. Christian Dyer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, MSG Networks. Uh, Tampa Bay with a first down now into Green Bay territory on a big third and eight. 
as you evaluate what Joe Douglas is going to do, and as you said, he's a guy who values draft picks, and they do have a bunch of them. Is it is it Deshaun Watson? Uh, how would you put it in this? L- let me give it this way. What order would you put it? Deshaun Watson, Sam Darnold, or draft the quarterback? What's the most likely option for Joe Douglas to do this offseason and how they head into next year? Well, it depends on how much authority Joe Douglas has in all of this. And keep in mind that there's a Jets ownership here with Christopher Johnson, who's taken over for his brother Woody Johnson, who's past four mm-hmm. years has been the U.K. ambassador for, for Donald Trump. Uh, does Woody Johnson come back into the picture immediately and want to make a splash and kind of force a situation where he gets that franchise quarterback? I mean, the Jets' fan base is lethargic after 10 years without being in the playoffs. They're, they're not excited at all. Uh, there's also, you know, the marketing component here in New York and being able to kind of get fans again excited about being able to have Deshaun Watson on the field, what he brings. But I think the Jets are going to be attracted off the field with what he can do with season tickets uh, and also just from a marketing component, what a star quarterback can do in New York is going to be very appealing. So uh, does Joe Douglas have the final say in this situation? We saw an intervention from Jets ownership eight or nine years ago with the move for Tim Tebow and kind of what that was supposed to do with the fan base and expand the fan base nationally with, with Tebow's presence and what he means to certain communities within this country. Will that end up happening again? And uh, uh, Jets ownership perhaps playing a little bit more of a role, an Al Davis-type role in football operations. I think going into this offseason, the chance to get Deshaun Watson answers a lot of questions for the Jets. He's proven. I think he would be more attractive than if the Jets were to be sitting at number one with the opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence because you know what Deshaun Watson can do in the NFL, what he brings, his leadership qualities, his arm strength. Uh, But I think there's a possibility we're not even talking about here. Do do the Jets maybe go that next tier quarterback that could be available? Uh, Is it Jimmy Garoppolo, who's someone that Robert Sala is going to know from his time in San Francisco. Uh, There's not a lot of dead money owed to Jimmy Garoppolo were he to be cut this year. Could that be a possibility for the Jets? Could Matthew Stafford, who certainly wouldn't cost a first-round pick, could he be somebody uh, that the Jets could end up going after? You look at Stafford's numbers this past year, 4,084 passing yards. That would be number one all-time in Jets franchise history. <laughs> I know he's – that was a down year for Stafford. I know sure, he's yeah, turning it was. 33, and I know he's turning 33. But if the Jets think that a Stafford can get them three or four more years and maybe they get somebody like a Mac Jones or one of those day-two quarterbacks to develop, I think that might actually be the most enticing option for the Jets because you get to save those first-round picks. You could develop a quarterback after Stafford, but you have somebody who you know can play. And quite frankly, he knows how to play on a bad team. A quick, quick one before we let you go. Does the New York Jets fan base crave a superstar or not? Like, would they, like is it Deshaun Watson or bust for them or doesn't it matter? This franchise uh, embraced Chad Pennington, who had probably one of the weaker arms of any NFL start, starting quarterback. They embraced Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and they mm-hmm. renamed him uh, Fitzmagic uh, during that one year when, when he set all sorts of passing records for the Jets. I think wins and losses and getting back into the playoffs is probably more important for this organization's fan base than having a superstar quarterback. I think the superstar matters for ownership, for selling tickets and jerseys, but I think this franchise, uh, the fan base wants double digit wins and be in the playoffs. 
And guys, he is Mr. Christian Dyer, Jets reporter. Find him on Twitter at Christian with a K. R. Dyer, uh, thanks for joining us on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio today. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Christian. All right. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, we have to go over to Mr. David Gascon to figure out what's trending because this playoff game is going crazy right now. Yeah, guys, uh, Mike Evans is turning into Chris Godwin with a couple drops so far. One ball that just went off his fingertips was picked off by the Green Bay Packers. So a couple possessions for the Bucks in the second half have resulted in INTs for Tom Brady. And right now they have the advantage, but it's only by five as we speak, 28 to 23. Ball game is now in the fourth quarter. Brady is 16-29 for 225. Three touchdowns, two INTs. He's been sacked. Aaron Rodgers, 29-37 for 292. Three touchdown passes. He's been picked off and also sacked three times as well. Chris Godwin, four receptions for 99 yards. No touchdowns. Devontae Adams on the other side, seven receptions for just 47 yards and a touchdown of his own. Bills and Chiefs later on today. Clyde edwards Elaire will be playing in that ballgame. Sammy Watkins and Le'Veon Bell are not suiting up because of injuries. Clippers right now by five over OKC. Raptors won by five at Indiana. And on the ice, Blackhawks 6-2 winners over the Red Wings. Golden Knights and Coyotes are scoreless right now in the second period. Guys, back to you. Uh, he was Dan by uh, we're on with Dan Byer, but that was Mr. David Gascon telling us what's trending. And you guys are listening to Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. I'm George Reiser with the aforementioned Dan Byer, and we are live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call one eight 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 Farmers, and you could save a whole lot of something on car insurance. Uh, Dan, I wanted to talk about what Mr. Dyer just talked to us about, about Deshaun Watson and where he's going to end up. Like it, out of all the places, obviously the Jaguars have the first pick. They, they're an option, but he obviously has to waive his no trade clause. Miami Dolphins have the third pick, I believe in. So, and then the Jets have the second pick. Where do you think he ends up? Or do you think he ends up staying in Houston? Well, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I do think that this is – I know that decisions likely have to be made by March, but I still think that we are, we are pretty, um, pretty you know, still close to the end of the regular season where there are a lot of emotions. Everything is kind of raw and fresh. And I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson's going to have a change of heart, but I just think a lot happens in January – and February that doesn't necessarily translate to the other month. So I, I think that I, I, I'm not ready to say that Deshaun Watson is totally out of town despite reports of re- hearing that he wants out of town. Miami Herald says Jets number one, Dolphins number two for his options. I actually think that those are the only two options. Those are the only two teams that could provide the Texans in the draft compensation that they would likely need and – when when you look at it, George, with the other squads and, and where they where they are that may be interested, the amount of money that it would cost to take on Deshaun Watson is, is an issue. So I look at the Jets and Dolphins as maybe the only options that you could see for for a team because I just don't think for the amount that he's going to be paid, what another team would have to get up give up to get him. There just aren't a lot of matches. There, there are teams that need quarterbacks across the NFL, absolutely, but I just don't think that they have the capital that Houston would want, especially if you put you know Deshaun Watson 
in uh, in their uniform. Like if you were a middle of the road team and you put Deshaun Watson in, you're likely going to make the playoffs. So we would expect. So maybe that pick isn't higher. If you trade him to the Jets, at least you could say to yourself, well. we're going to get another high pick the next year because the Jets maybe won't be as good. I just don't think that there's enough teams out there that can give Houston what they really want. Well, the the thing I noticed about his alleged destinations is is that he didn't pick somebody who's a quote-unquote Super Bowl contender right now. He picked teams that are headed somewhere, that have good leaders, that obviously Brian Flores has proven it in Miami, but he believes that from everything that he's heard from all the players around the NFL about Robert Sala. So I just think that that's interesting that he chose that guy. You know, Robert Sala I, especially because yeah. he is a rookie head coach. Yeah, and and, I, and that's why I asked Christian Dyer as well just about the star power that do the Jets want it. Because I think that Deshaun Watson sees, hey, I could be the star quarterback in New York. I'd be the, you know, I'd be the BMOC. I'm the big man on campus, big man in the city. However you want to, however you want to put it, he would be the player of those two franchises that is far and away the biggest star on their team. Saquon Barkley's nice, but Saquon Barkley's been hurt the last two years for the Giants. And when you're a quarterback of those teams, I can understand why Deshaun Watson would want to go. Uh, to that market for his own value. And I know like in the NFL, when you're looking at the teams right now and you're saying, well, Green Bay and Patrick Mahomes are, you know, two of the top quarterbacks and they're playing in, in markets that we wouldn't consider big markets when it comes to, you know, actual media markets. I do think that Watson would like to go to New York for that reason. And, and I think that's why you put them number one. I, I, I'll tell you what, if they made a bad hire in Salah, okay. It probably would maybe it wouldn't have been the case, but I think he probably looks at Sala and Flores as maybe pushes that it, it isn't yeah. the overriding option to you know to end up you know going to to either place. I don't think that's I don't think Sala is the reason that he wants to go there. I think he wants to go there because it's it would be New York City. See, I I don't think uh, I don't think that he cares about New York City at all. I, I I just don't be, because I think he wants to go to a place where he believes that he can win, and he and if he believes that he can win, then I think that that's the biggest thing because then, he's he's been losing for so long that he's like yo like let me make sure that I get a chance to just win like that but, has to be the the overriding factor for him. But he hasn't been losing for long. That's the thing is like it seems that got you know they had a bad year this year, but you know this was a team that what made the playoffs a year ago ended up beating Buffalo in a, in, a, in a playoff game and and made it to the divisional round. So it's it's not like they were up twenty four nothing you know to the Chiefs. It's it's the situation is so toxic, and the Jets by no means, no matter how much draft capital you have, are in no position to win football games immediately in twenty twenty one. They, they just aren't. And if you make that move, it's what we talked about last week. You end up, if you're the Jets and you make the trade to get Deshaun Watson and give up the world to get him, what's the difference between the Texans and the Jets? Nothing. You could say Mekhi Becton. Well, the Texans just gave $23 million to Laramie Tunzel. And you could actually say that the Texans have more on offense than the Jets maybe would have in building a defense. So I just don't see the difference in the two. I think that the bright lights of being the quarterback in New York City would be uh, is really the draw because if you wanted to win, you'd just end up trying to go to Miami and, and, and be there for that team that just barely missed out on the playoffs. 
Yeah, but the, my Miami feels like that they're closer to winning a championship. And they are, yeah. And yes, that would be well, and you're going to actually attract more free agents, especially wide wide receivers, guys who are kind of on the fringe or not not necessarily household names, mm-hmm. but maybe like if you're looking at like a um, MVS from the Packers, a guy that you think can maybe head into a number one role fast guy like those are the kinds of guys that he may be able to attract because they're going to have to give up obviously first round picks to 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 get them but if they can maintain one of those first round picks from this year too ooh, buddy they they got a shot dude like they got a shot to add and make this a super bowl caliber team quickly well it's there's the dolphins are a a a bit on the verge and and i'll say this he doesn't you know, Devontae Parker is not a bad wide receiver. I mean, Debar- Devontae Parker had a 1,200-yard season in 2019. And so you've got him under contract. So it's not like their cupboard is absolutely bare with guys. Well, they just don't have, have any guy. speed. Like, like, they don't have explosiveness at the wide receiver sure. position. That's what they are m- missing. Um, and, guys, but- we – I am George Reister – on with my man, Dan Byer. You guys are listening to Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Up next, we Hold on, be- George. Just sec. Oh. Just sec. Because we have to tell the people what just happened in Green Bay. Because the Buccaneers got a stop on the Packers, 28-23. to Tampa had the ball on a third and two. And Tom Brady was pressured, threw a ball up to Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a touchdown in this game in the first quarter. The last two and a half quarters have been absolutely atrocious. He had no idea where this football was. It was picked off by Jair Alexander. So now Green Bay has turned Tampa over again. And with 9.15 left, Aaron Rodgers is going to get the football again. It's going to have to go about 80 yards, but Green Bay is going to have the football down five. Yeah, but that was Tom Brady's fault. Like, this pass was Tom Brady's fault. He saw a guy coming at him. He jumped through the ball, falling down, and underthrew the ball by, like, yard, by – 10 hey. yards almost. And that that's why Mike Evans couldn't couldn't find it. The ball was nowhere near where it was supposed to be. Hey, Jair Alexander had no troubles finding it. He ended up No, he was looking off. yeah, he was looking back at it from from the beginning. And Tom and Tom Brady is looking. Look, he's he tells Mike Mike Evans that's my bad because he knew he screwed up the throw. <laughs> You, you can't blame Mike Evans. You, hey, putting the blame, hey. put the blame where it's supposed to be. Ev- it's okay to blame the quarterback. Ev- Evans, Evans had the ball go off his hands on the last interception. That was an overthrow. That was a bad pass. He couldn't. Uh, there's no way he can catch that ball, Dan. No, no way. All right, we 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 got to wrap. We'll continue to talk about this. Oh my god! Green Bay's got the football and is is uh, trying to trying to get oh uh, trying to take god. the lead. Let's just say with under nine minutes left. All right, guys, uh, I'm George Reister with Dan Byer. This is Red Zone Radio. And up next, I am going to have to educate Dan Byer on what catchable balls look like from quarterbacks (laughs) up next here on Red Zone Radio. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. It's better than using your phone to see if your post got any likes again. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, or Affiliate. Products not available in every state. 
There's been a Gronk sighting at Lambeau. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. NFC Championship game going on right now. We are live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. And the Buccaneers called Gronk for a big catch on a screen pass. It was second down and 11, under seven minutes to go from their own 42-yard line. Gronk took the screen and rumbled into Green Bay territory. It's his only catch of the game so far, but Tampa now has it at the Green Bay 30-yard line, 540 and counting. Both teams have all three of their timeouts. Tampa remains up 5, 28-23. Tampa could have had a bigger lead. It could have been 31-23 if they kick a field goal, or even maybe 35-23, but on a couple of possessions ago, as Tampa was driving, Mike Evans had one go off of his hands. His outstretched arms and the ball then went into the hands of Jair Alexander, ending the Tampa drive. There have been a couple of plays here and that, that Mike Evans has had his hands on the football in this contest, and specifically on these last couple of drives that he has not come through for Tampa Bay. But, George, you're saying it is not Mike Evans' fault on these missed opportunities. No, no, it's not on the on the one that went off of his, his hands. He it was a mirror. If he wasn't six, almost six, six, his fingertips wouldn't even have gotten it like that was not a catchable ball. That was one that he he jumped, extended, almost fell down and it just grazed his gloves. Like there's nothing you can do about that. That's a bad pass. I don't know if it grazed. I thought there was more hand on that. than No way. And Brady just airmailed one to Chris Godwin that looked a bit open, just overshot him as Tampa now faces a third down and eight from their and, uh, their own or from the Green Bay twenty eight yard line. Go ahead, George. And the other one, the other pick that he threw, um, Mike Mike Evans is running, has the guy beat. Tom Brady did not did didn't display any uh, any contact courage. And decided to just fall down. He didn't even get touched. Fall down while he was throwing it. And he didn't get enough on the ball. The ball was underthrown by 10 yards. And you're like, well, 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 the DB saw it. The DB was in zone coverage and was looking back. So it... And and Mike Mike Evans, as a wide receiver, you can't look back for the ball the whole entire time. You have to run your route, and then you look up at a certain time. So sometimes, and then you look in a certain area where the ball comes from. So if the ball's not immediately in that area, you can't find it. So that like if the ball's not in the area where you expect the balls, being that so much of this is based on timing. Then, then of course, like you're you're not going to be able to find it. Mike Evans deserves no credit for either one of those passes. The the one the the two off of his hands of the three. I'm sorry, you're supposed to be one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. You've got to make that catch. By Which the way, one? the 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 one that Jair Alexander intercepted. He and then couldn't. The first get, there's one, no way you. There's no okay. way he could catch okay. that ball, Dan. Uh, uh, it, well, it hit off his hands, so that tells me that it, it, it hit, hit off, off his, his hands. Tips Ryan, off the Ryan tips. suck up. On a, well, on a third and eight, Buccaneers were a mess on offense. Brady just had to throw it into the ground. Ryan suck up made a 46-yard field goal. So the Buccaneers now lead 31 to 23. 442 left to go in this game. Aaron Rodgers is going to get the football back to try to tie it for the pack. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. The conclusion of this classic coming up next here on Fox. 
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Packers facing a huge fourth and goal down eight with just over two minutes to go. We are broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you have to do is call 1-800-FARMERS. Get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. And instead of going for it, the Packers kick a field goal. 31 to 26. Whoa. What what is interesting? He is George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We are going to jump into this decision right now, George, because Green Bay facing a fourth and goal from about their uh, the Tampa Bay nine yard line, end up kicking a field goal after three incomplete passes on the third down play. It looked like Aaron Rodgers actually yeah, had room to run instead threw across his body uh, to the middle of the field intended for Devonte Adams. The ball was knocked down by two Tampa defenders the, uh, on the first down play and trying to unwrap all of this for you it was a first and goal. Rodgers threw a bullet to Alan Lazard. And he had no idea that it was coming to him went over his head could have been disastrous for Green Bay. But this is why that sequence was so important, George, is because what we mentioned earlier on in this game, 
there was a th- that Green Bay had a first and goal at the five, and Rodgers threw three passes to Devontae Adams, which tells me that there are very few guys that he trusts in that area. Uh, Tunyon did score a touchdown earlier, but if it's not Adams, if it's not Tunyon, he may not be comfortable throwing to anybody else, and I think we saw that here on Green Bay's most recent possession and what just a, a a crazy crazy scenario we'll get to what the bucks just did as well which really really was a bad move but your thoughts on green bay kicking the field goal and rogers decision making that he had uh well so so aaron rogers he was looking at a guy in front of him who there was a an additional db right right there and that db ended up going to the the uh, Y receiver who was crossing as well. So he made a split second d- decision and he made the wrong one. It was like when he goes back to look at it, he's going to say, I should have run the football because he would have walked in the end zone. I mean, just yeah. absolutely walked into the end zone. Um, but as a quarterback, you're trying to throw the football. So I, but but this that's one if they lose this football game, he's going to look back at. But this is what remember we talked about earlier about the no risk it, no biscuit. And where the Green Bay, where the Buccaneers did at the end of the first half, and they got that touchdown, mm-hmm. that was the Packers' opportunity to counteract that, and now the game's over. I it's it, it's not over yet. It may be over in George's mind, but on the game clock, there's a minute fifty six. The Packers actually got a huge break on the ensuing kickoff because Jaden Mickens, uh, Tampa Bay was lined up for an onside kick, which. Whether Green Bay was going to do it or not doesn't matter. You still have to you have to prepare for that. You'd rather have Green Bay kick it deep. But there was 2.05 on the clock, George. Green Bay has all three timeouts, and you have the two-minute warning. Mickens caught the ball, started to run, and then gave himself up at the 18-yard line, where the clock then stopped at 2.02. If Mickens just holds on to the football and runs straight into the Packers' defender, you get to the two-minute warning, and Green Bay then is basically loses a stoppage of the clock, which they just got right now. So a huge error by Jaden Mickens of just needing to run two more seconds off of the clock, and now you have an enormous advantage over oh. Green Bay, where if oh, you just get a Dan. first down. George, it is right now. T- oh, Dan, he couldn't. He had no blocking. It he had no blocking. What do you What do you want the man to do? I, the the, uh, uh, the Buccaneers were lined up in not just in a regular kickoff return. They were lined up in an onside prevent, and he was just back deep. He had no blockers. Like what do you What do you want the man to do? What I just told you, he should have done. Oh. He should have grabbed the football, put it in both arms, and just run into the Packers defender and let the two seconds run off. As soon as he gave himself up, the clock is dead. The ball is dead. The clock stops. He needed to keep the play alive for two more seconds. That's as all that he as, needed to do. As That's soon as he tried he to, to do. do that, he would have fumbled, and then you would have called him uh, an idiot. Just just, just get about, down. Just, all you needed to do was just get down. If he would have ran to the sidelines and at least tried to take two more seconds off, that's all That's all that they needed to do. They needed to run five you seconds no off of that clock. You have no clue how much time. Like, like as, George, a, as, a, as a – no, 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 I'm serious. As a, a player – like when you're in that moment and you're running the ball, time seems like it goes faster than it actually is in real life. 
So, like, you can't be mad trying to manage the uh, clock while you are running the football because you have no clue how long it actually took. The only times you can manage the clock like, like that are, like, pre-play by, by the quarterback. And if you tell a guy, yo, as soon as you catch it, get down. Because you don't have a clock in your head because everything is moving a lot faster. So, it feels like a lot of time went by when it's not as much time. Dan, I'm telling you, this is one of those things that on the field is a lot harder than it is when we're sitting over here in, in air conditioned or heated rooms. Well, I, I know you still, you still have to be somewhat aware and it was a big play and it's an even bigger play now because green Bay actually was smart. They had snacks. Harrison just jump off sides because it gives Tampa Bay a first down. It would have been second and one, so Tampa would have just needed to get one yard and then would have been able to run a lot of clock off uh, or at least have a couple of opportunities to just get the one yard. Now Tampa was given the first down, so it's a first down and 10 at the 31-yard line, but Green Bay still has all three of their timeouts. There's a minute 56 left to go in this game. Leonard Fournette ends up being the running back, but there are a lot of decisions. That was smart. That yeah, was smart. Was. I, I yes, that was smart. I like that right there because that that's an example of a coach going through scenarios and understanding because it's second down and one. They're probably going to get a first down, so start it. Start them at first and ten. That way, you don't put yourself in a bad spot. If you're Bruce Arians here, Green Bay has two timeouts. It's going to be a second down and eight after Leonard Fournette just got two yards. Again, for those of you just joining us, NFC Championship game on Fox is going down to the wire. Tampa Bay leads 31-26 to over Green Bay. Tampa has the ball, minute 51. Green Bay has two timeouts left. Tampa's got it at their own 31-yard line. Do you let Brady throw it in either of these scenarios, second down here or maybe a third down? Absolutely. <laughs> why Why wouldn't I? I'm not giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers without shooting my best shot. We, we've gone over this, Dan, 30 times this season. You want to end games with the ball in your hand. And giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers, like even if you have an incomplete pass, at least you gave it everything that you had. Do not just sit up there and try to just run the ball two times. Then you're going to give the ball back to him when a minute and 50-some-odd seconds left. Or, sorry, a minute and 40-some seconds left. No, you have, if it, what is it, third down and three? Third, yeah. third, third down and four? You got to throw this football if that's your best play. They did not throw it on the previous play. It was a handoff to Leonard Fournette, got four yards, so that forced Green Bay to use their second timeout. So here's a third and four situation here, and <laughs> there have been a lot of plays where we thought maybe the game was on the line, but if it's converted here, Tampa's going to the Super Bowl and will be the first team to ever appear in a Super Bowl in their own stadium. And to your point, they are going to pass it, and Brady ends up throwing a pass, and there is no – there is a flag on the play, and they are going to get pass interference. He did not go to Chris Godwin. He did not go to Mike Evans. He did not go to Rob Gronkowski. He went to the rookie Tyler Johnson on a crossing route who beat Kevin King, who had a hold of Johnson's jersey, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to get a first down and a trip to Super Bowl 55. Wow, George. This is, man. 
You're, you said put it in Brady's hands. I, I will I will give you full credit on the call. And while the laundry saves him, it put Green Bay oh, in a, in a oh, pressure situation. Oh, that is a suspect call. Good guy. That's a bad call, man. That's a bad call to decide a football game. That's brutal. That's a brutal call to decide a football game. I, I, I don't even know what else to say. That That's brutal. Uh, so, no, nah, it wasn't brutal. It, it was he when it, when the jersey when any part of the yeah. clothing is being stretched out and trust yeah. me I know something about trying to stretch out clothing when it's being stretched out that it, that it's the optic of it it's just you know it, George it's almost it's easier like even if you were to wrap your arm around maybe like part of it is is unable to be seen but when you have a hold of the t-shirt that and it was the undershirt that Tyler Johnson was wearing. That is, man, that, that's what's going to do it. And Green Bay has just used their final timeout. And it's going to be a minute 34 left on the clock. So basically you take a couple of knees and there may just be a few seconds remaining uh, in, in this contest. So 40 seconds, 40 seconds uh, th- that you would get on the play clock. That's a minute 20. So, yeah, there would just be a few seconds remaining. If you're Tom Brady here, you may want to hold off and taking that knee right away because Tampa now has an opportunity. Second down and seven at midfield. This is this is oh, this is something. This is, is I, something. What it, the 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 problem? Green Bay messed up when they kicked a field goal. That was criminal. Like that was criminally bad. Two minutes and some odd seconds. You have to still score a touchdown. Like, I don't understand why you would kick a field goal. You still need a touchdown on the back end. Bad ball, buddy. Bad ball. That's it. That's why that's how you lose football games. There there is a booth review going on, and and I apologize to the listener, but because we're talking to you, we can't hear what the booth review is about. If there's anybody back at the network, maybe David Gascon at the news desk. I know he's he's busy doing a bunch of stuff with this game going down to the wire, or Gavin or Sam. Is there do we, is it twelve men on the field? Is that what's being reviewed? Okay, that's that's what they're looking at to see if if Green Bay got a player off if there were twelve men on the field or not. Looked like Rashawn Gary was trying to get off the field for Green Bay, and I mean it. it I don't want to say it doesn't matter, George, but when Green Bay doesn't have any timeouts, there's 94 seconds left in the game, and Tampa can run off 80 of it with just taking a couple of knees. You're getting down to the you know, 13, 12-second sort of thing. So if there's a penalty, it would be first down and five, and then Tampa definitely could take, out, take the knee and then end up uh, running out the clock. So that's where we are in this contest. I want to stay with, with – this game until we know that it's final. We are going to be talking with Adam Kaplan in a little bit about everything that has gone on. But I just felt from the get-go that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, Brady's numbers, when you end up looking at him, as we said, 20 of 36, ends up being picked off three times in this contest. But it just seemed that when he needed to make the play, he did. And it seemed like that early on. Was it that it was a perfect performance by any means? But Brady needed to have the type of game that many people felt he needed to have. And I think when when it came down to it, Brady made the plays for Tampa 
that they had been longing for for so long. Try not to sound too cliche, George. They tried it, to they, they tried to give Green Bay they tried to get Green Bay back in the game. Green Bay didn't didn't want it. They they got too tight. They got nervous. Matt Lafleur gave this game away on fourth down. Like it, he just didn't. Yep. He just didn't want to risk it. It was like oh yeah, let's kick a field goal. I guarantee you that no. Uh, that no analytic numbers tell you to kick a field goal right there on fourth and down, fourth and 10. Well, sorry, fourth and goal inside the 10. You kick a field goal? Get out of here. So what what ended up happening on that review, it was 12 months on the field. Green Bay gets their timeout back, but what they don't get is they don't get the time back on the clock, I believe. Unless they they, they put a, three they, seconds back on, so one okay. thirty-seven. Gavin Kinzel, our executive producer, says they did put the three seconds back on the clock from the previous play, but so now it's a first and five, which honestly doesn't really matter. Um, the five yards doesn't matter for Tampa. It's just making sure that they run enough time off the clock in the two plays that Green Bay doesn't have uh, a, a timeout to spend because they've now just used their final one. So essentially, this there's ninety-two seconds left in the game. Tampa can run off about 80 of it. So if they end up taking two knees here, there's going to be about 12 seconds left on the clock on a fourth down play. You're at the 44-yard uh, line of Green Bay. That That's what it's going to end up coming down to. Green Bay maybe trying to block a punt in in that scenario if uh, if Tampa Bay doesn't end up getting a first down. They may, they may be running plays here too, George, just to try to take a couple of those seconds off, which I, I would rather just take take a long knee. In those scenarios, but Leonard Fournette is able to hold on to the football. What what is going on when the team has no timeouts? Are guys yelling at each other like, "Don't move, stand still"? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, they're like, "Do not jump off sides. <laughs> Do not under any circumstances." That and and the the running play did allow Tampa to run a little bit more. I mean, there's just going to be a few seconds on the clock. The differential when Tampa can snap it is going to be about it's there's going to be about 47 seconds left for them to run this final play and the uh, Tampa Bay is going to take a timeout we we've got to take a timeout as well because we are running very very long Tampa Bay Buccaneers basically a kneel down away Gavin are we good to go or or or, or can we stay yeah, I- how do we want to ha- handle this I think we can stay for a couple more okay. minutes because this game is about to be over. I, I, George, you notice how I go to the boss man. I go to the <laughs> exactly. boss man to make sure. I want to bring I've him. I've gotten this is... the all clear from my bosses. <laughs> okay. We're all good. All right, good. This this has been an amazing, an amazing, you know, last five minutes of game time action. The NFC Championship game has lived up to its billing, and Tom Brady is 48 seconds away from going to his 10th Super Bowl. But first, as a member of a team from the NFC, Buccaneers looking to go to their first, uh, second Super Bowl in franchise history, but their first since they beat the Raiders in Super Bowl 37. And end around to Chris Godwin. He gets the first down. 
and ends up sliding, and there it is. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady will become the first team in NFL history to play in a Super Bowl in their own stadium. They are off to Super Bowl 55 with the first down run by Chris Godwin. That's a wrap, folks. Tampa is going to the Super Bowl. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We break down the victorious Buccaneers and so much more next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. It's better than using your phone to see if your post got any likes again. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker Fire Insurance, Exchanges, or Affiliate. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. And we are live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS to switch and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Um, (laughs) The Packers just absolutely lost the football game. They did not give them themselves a chance to win and but there's so much to cover around the league so we have to bring in our fox sports radio nfl insider friend of the program host of the host of, of the the birds by inside the birds podcast about the philadelphia eagles our friend at kaplan nfl mr adam kaplan welcome to the show with you this uh championship sunday um i said that Matt LaFleur committed the ultimate crime when Green Bay was, when they kicked the field goal on fourth and goal from the eight, down eight with two minutes and nine seconds left. They still needed a touchdown to win. Favor, fortune, well, fortunes favored the aggressive. Am I right? You know, I thought about it when it happened, and I would have loved to know what the number said, the analytics said, but yeah, I was with you. I probably would have, I probably would have gone for it. Uh, they took the three uh, to go down five. Uh, you, you could argue kind of either way there. But here's my problem with the whole thing, though, with Matt LaFleur. Very conservative, I thought. Um, some of the calls, and I know, obviously, Rodgers had a fantastic game. I, to me, I'm not running the ball at all. The, the, the Bucks are down. Both are starting safeties. One didn't play, Antoine Winfield Jr. And then their other safety, Jordan, uh, Jordan Whitehead, got hurt. So they're down the two starting safeties. I'm throwing, and I'm throwing, and I'm throwing. They should have done better. I mean, Brady turns the ball over three times. You can't lose this game. They, they, Brady handed it back to them, and they still couldn't get the job done. Uh, I know the pass run ratio was very high pass, but quite frankly, it should have been higher. I know that sounds crazy, but watching this game, I, I, I thought they left points on the field, to be honest with you. You, you know what? It, to me, Adam, it was a big picture. I'm, I'm, I'm curious your opinion on this. This is kind of what I think maybe Green Bay was all year while – you know, MVS had a big play today. Lazard yep. showed up at times. Tunyon was was there at times. Really, when it comes down to it, Aaron Rodgers trusts one guy, and that's Devontae Adams. And 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 to me, you know, they, they had they had a scenario in the first half where they threw three straight incompletions on a goal to goal situation to Adams. You had the force on the possible run. Do you think that played any role in Green Bay not succeeding? That maybe Rodgers didn't trust the other guys. Yeah, because, Dan, when you look at the, the, their, their pass uh, targets and when you look at an overview of their pass game and the way teams see them, everything goes through Devontae Adams. V- Valdez Scaling is, is their designated shot play guy at, at the wide receiver position. 
Tanya, they're going to use a lot of the red zone. He scored yet again. I think he's 11th or 12th touchdown on the season. But they don't use him on much else. Uh, every once in a while on a, a vertical route, but that's about it. And unfortunately, by the way, we should mention Aaron Jones getting hurt really killed them. There's, there's no question. Him not being involved in any, the, other, the other area where he could have helped them, because he had six targets as their pass game where he's very explosive. Him not playing the second half, I think, certainly hurt their, uh, their chances of winning. But, yeah, I, I, they, they got to – you know, it's funny because if you remember, this draft, they did not draft a wide receiver, and people were up in arms over it. Lazard gets hurt. He has the core muscle injury. He has a surgery. And he got off to a great start, and they were really struggling opposite Adams. MVS was not playing well. And it's probably some – I think you bring up a good point. I think they're probably going to have to invest on the, up, uh, the other side opposite Adams. They need somebody who's more explosive, somebody could stretch the field that's consistent – Valdez Scantling is a big guy who runs well for his size, but he's never been consistent. That's the problem with him. Yeah, and when I'm looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady headed to his 10th Super Bowl, (laughs) and I'm saying, all right, there used to be a debate about who was more important to the Patriots dynasty, and I think that that debate is now over. It was Tom Brady. Oh, there's no doubt, George. Look, when, when you look at the situation, first of all, and no, it's not Cam Newton's fault, but to think that Cam Newton's going to be the answer without an offseason and a preseason, and, 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 and by the way, the Buccaneer offense, I'm not, I'm not criticizing Bruce Arians, but it, just talking to people who play for Bruce, a much easier offense to pick up than Josh McDaniel's offense. And to think like they wouldn't bring back somebody, uh, if you're not going to bring back Brady, you got to bring back. So you got to have someone in there who who you think could go in there. Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer. They pulled him on a Monday night game. They pulled him. Didn't let him get back in. They thought so little of Jared Stidham, despite being eliminated for the playoffs. They wouldn't even play him, and they stubbornly kept playing Cam Newton, which was a mistake. I didn't understand that. And look, listen. When you when you look at the situation, the 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 Patriots are one of nine teams now in the National Football League that does not know who their starting quarterback is going to be for twenty twenty one. That's a lot. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Buccaneers on the Super Bowl 55, beating the Packers 31-26. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. How much does Aaron Rodgers now take a hit with today's outcome? I, I don't think much, but the thing that we have to look at, Dan, is don't forget, they spent a first-round pick. It was certainly a shocker on Jordan Love, and now the clock is ticking. And the, the thought around the league was that if you look at the, the contract of Aaron Rodgers, he was probably going to be gone after 2022, but by structure. And I still feel that way. This is the 2022 realistically, by, by his contract, it almost dictates that they move him after that because when you get closer to 40 years old and you spend a first-round pick, look, the, 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 the kind of situation with, with uh, Brady, uh, you know, he, he finished as a starter uh, for, for the Patriots at 42 years old. You just don't have that. You just don't see that. And Rodgers now getting up there in age. They spent a first-round pick on the guy. That, that's the thing. Let's not forget that. And, and you have to account for that. The days of Rodgers sitting for three years, those days yeah. are long since over. In fact, guys, if you sit for a year, that's almost unheard of. And, look, Rodgers signed an extension in 2018. Uh, they knew it uh, when, when they did that contract that there was to become a point. Um, you know, I mean, look, they, they could roll after the season. Um, but the dead money is enormous. To me, again, it's going to be after 2022. I, I would, or at least after this season. I think going into 2022 again would would be the time by structure. If if you had to, well, shifting gears to the rest of the the league, there have been reports about 
Deshaun Watson and where he wants to go, that the Jets are actually at the top of his list, followed by Miami. What's the latest on this trade actually happening, and where does he want to go? Yeah, nothing, because the Texans, I've talked to teams that have talked to the Texans already, and they haven't gotten the idea that uh, the Texans are willing to trade him right now. And Nick Casario, the GM, all of the issues that Watson has with the club have nothing to do with the the new general manager because he was not there when it happened. Uh, you know, I, I had reported a couple weeks ago, and this, this is still holds true. Watson was told, because he had asked to, he wanted to be part of the GM process. He, not, not, look, he's not going to make any decisions, but he wanted to sit on the interviews. Uh, I'm told that at least two of the candidates were told that Watson would be sitting in on the interviews through Skype or Zoom or however he wanted to log in. And he may, he, they may see him on camera, and he may contact them to, just to get aware with them, just to pick their brain or whatever. Well, uh, two of the candidates, I'm told, were never contacted. They had no idea. They never saw him. So if you're Watson and you, you feel like you're lied to, and that, look, he, he, could, he could, George, the way this is going to go down, if he really wants to be traded, A, he, he could, through his agent, Dave, David Mulligetta, he could say, listen, my client wants out. We're asking to be traded. There's your formal request. Number two, you don't show up. As you know, as a former player, the only way you do it is to withhold services when you're under contract. And that would make it very sticky. From a contractual standpoint, you'd love to take the contract because it's a great contract to have if you're another team. But to trade it, it's a little bit detrimental through, uh, uh, in terms of dead money. Because remember, he just signed it, a new deal in last September. So that's not a good thing. And then, of course, you've got the Matthew Stafford stuff, which is very interesting. Uh, Adam, last one for me. Did, uh, did the Eagles hire a yes man uh, with the Sirianni announcement becoming official today? You know, Dan, it's funny you bring that up because a lot of fans feel that way. Because when Doug Peterson took over the, the job with the Eagles in 2016, he didn't hire most of his staff. No, he asked for help because he didn't. Doug did not put together a great staff in terms of here's who I'd like to get. So Howie Roseman, the general manager, helped him. He didn't tell him what to do. He just said, hey, for, for example, Dan, he said, hey, here's Jim Schwartz. He's available. We like him. What do you think? Do you want to talk to him? He said, yes. He talked to him and he hired him. Uh, no, I don't. Sirianni, by the way, only a couple of former Eagle assistants are going to stay. Like Jeff Stoutland, their offensive line coach, is going to stay. But most of them are going to leave. So, no, I, I don't think so. It's a fair question. Because if you studied the Eagles guys, uh, Doug Peterson uh, had to do a lot of things over the years, including a minimum of two coaches, actually three coaches that he was told to fire, or, or if not, he might not have kept his job. Um, out of all the coaching hires that have gone on, um, the most bizarre press conference that we heard was, was Dan <laughs> Campbell. Was, yeah. was there some buyer's remorse or like frowning upon from the rest of the league from what they saw there was george i talked to some coaches which thought that it was kind of out there and you know now you gotta because you gotta back it up if you're gonna get out there and act kind of clownish and i understand that if you study dan campbell he hides nothing he tells you who he is and he did it in the press conference i get that he's a very aggressive coach high energy passionate guy and he obviously cursed a little bit uh, which is not you know the norm, as we know, with uh, coaches' press conferences. But he's got a lot to prove. Now, he was once an interim head coach for the Dolphins after Tony Sperano was fired, and he didn't do a bad job. But, you know, overall, he's got a lot to prove, and uh, they're in a complete rebuild. And, by the way, that is why I'm told that um, Matthew Stafford wanted out. Stafford, is, he, he, he's had enough, uh, as one source close to the situation told me. Uh, he's sick of losing, and he wants out, and they're going to accommodate him. Um, the lack of black head coaches being hired in the last few few cycles is clearly problem problematic in that the the league it, itself has put in 
uh, parameters to try to encourage it, but the owners aren't like in any way uh, making making this happen. And I was talking to um, to Jim Trotter the yep. other day on my uh, show, and 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 he said that a lot of owners don't go into it with a plan for what they're even looking for in a head coach. So my question to you is what is the league doing to try to solve this or like what's going on? Yeah, I know Jim very well. We work together at ESPN and Jim knows has covering this league for decades. These owners generally have no idea who's who in the national football league in terms of, of head coaching candidates. They do a very good, very bad job of identifying minority candidates. Uh, George, you and I and Dan could sit down for an hour and I'm not joking, I'm not trying to brag, but I've been on cover this league for two decades. I could give you 20 minority candidates who are legitimate, okay? It ain't hard. It, it, it's not hard when you try. That's, that's my problem with the National Football League when it comes to minority candidates. It's an absolute embarrassment. It's bothered me for years, and it's a joke. I mean, uh, look, I, there are the enemy situations, a, a discussion for another time. But the 32 teams here, if you can't find at least two dozen minority candidates, you're not doing your job well. All right. <laughs> That's I mean, the way I feel, and nothing's going to change it, by the way. I've been talking no, and, about it for years. And I 100% agree with you, and I thank you for being so so candid about it because the, the truth is what matters. Hey, guys, he is Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio NFL insider and host of the Inside the Birds podcast. Find that anywhere, and you can find him on Twitter, at Kaplan NFL. Adam, thanks for joining the show. Guys, you got it. Thank you. All right. Um. Up next, we'll talk about the preview of the next playoff game, who we think is going to win, Kansas City or the Buffalo Bills. Uh, But first, we have to go to the gas man, David Gascon, to find out what's trending. Guys, NFC Championship game's over and done with. Brady has all kinds of time, throws toward the end zone. It is a caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay, Mike Evans. What a way to start the football game in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The Bucks go right down the field. Started with a Jaden Mickens 29-yard kickoff return and then two huge catches by Mike Evans. Yeah, that's certainly how it started. Green Bay actually was down the half 21-10. to Ball game ended up just like that. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, two ticks away. Tom Brady, you're the real deal. Victory formation. Three consecutive post-game wins on the road for Tom Brady. The Bucs win. Bucs win. Tampa Bay is heading to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they win it 31-26 is the final score. Brady's final line, 20 of 36 for 280. Three touchdown passes. He was picked off three times, sacked once. Aaron Rodgers in a losing cause was 33 of 48, 346. Three touchdown passes, a pick. But he was also sacked five times in this ballgame. Neither team ran the ball well. In fact, Aaron Jones was dismal. He was six carries, 27 yards in the ballgame. Did not go off, but nevertheless, Tampa Bay moving on to the Super Bowl. AFC Championship game will be featured at Arrowhead. you got the Chiefs and the Bills. Kansas City comes in as a three-point favorite in that ball game. Patrick Mahomes is playing in the affair. Good concussion protocol early in this week, but he is battling turf toe. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's playing today. He did not play in the divisional round. Sammy Watkins and Le'Veon Bell are both out of this ball game. Raptors beat the Pacers today by five. Clippers took care of business, beating the Thunder 108 to 100. Kawhi Leonard had 34 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists in the victory. On the ice, Toronto won at Calgary. Chicago, 6-2 winners over the Detroit Red Wings. And in a shootout, Sabres defeated the Capitals 4-3. Guys, back to you. Thank you, Gas Man. And we are on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. I'm George Reister with my man, Dan 
Buyer, and we are live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call one eight 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 Farmers to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Um, Dan, next game up: Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. I want your pick before it kick off, before any any of that. Sure. Uh, yeah. The Chiefs are favored by three points. Who you got? Yeah, I'll take Buffalo. I, 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 Kansas City just seems to be a different team the last quarter of the season. I think Mahomes' toe is an issue. I think that their running game is an issue. And I, I think that Josh Allen and the Bills' offense will be able to score points. So I am taking – now we had one road team win. Uh, I think that Buffalo not only covers but beats Kansas City and goes to the Super Bowl. Oh, dude, you are having a bad day today, Dan. You okay, are having a bad day today. You, dude, or ordinarily you are right a lot. Today you are you're having a tough day, Dan. All right, how does Kansas City get it done then? Kansas City wins wins this football game. Patrick Mahomes is in there. They will find a way. They're still not playing um, <laughs> great football at this point. I, I I'm going to agree with you there that offensively the last few few weeks that they haven't been at their peak. But if you look at last game, aside from Patrick Mahomes get, getting hurt, this was a good football team. This was clearly a good foot football team. They were playing in the um in the divisional round of the playoffs and they were playing against the uh the Cleveland Browns they had put up 22 points through 3 quarters and then Patrick Mahomes get gets hurt they would at least put up another touchdown Put him at 20, 29 points. You can't argue with that. Well, well, well you, I asked for a way, and you gave me a politician answer and said they'll find a way. So it's like you're using the question. They I have, have no okay, idea. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes okay. is, going to throw, is going to throw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns today. All How right. about that? Is, okay. that? is that enough of a way? That, that's good. I don't think Kansas City can run the ball effectively, and I think that Josh Allen Did you see the last time the that air. they played the Bills? Yeah, that was a long, long. That was a long, long time ago, George. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are underway. The Bills got a first down nearing midfield, uh, just a minute in. Um, that is see, see, we're already on the right track. Um, you guys are listening to Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's Dan Byer. I am George Reister, and I, actually, I, I should call you Dan Wrongster today. <laughs> You're. <happy. laughs> Yeah, wow. day. <laughs> Jeez, who was that it, fake laugh from? Uh, the entire nation, I think. That's what. That's who I think it was. <laughs> that's who it was. All right. Up. Up next, more coverage from the conference playoff game from the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. As we're live for the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, call Farmers today for a quote. Buffalo is on the board. 51-yard field goal off the foot of Tyler Bass puts Buffalo in the lead in Kansas City, three to nothing with three and a half minutes gone by. The uh, Chiefs will get their first possession of the game coming up in the on in the on the ensuing kickoff that's what I'm trying to say there there's going to be a lot of talk about what's happening with this game but the game that just ended uh with the Buccaneers and Packers and I have to laugh George because you know sarcasm is sometimes different uh, difficult to you know to surmise to especially if it's in a tweet or a text sometimes it's difficult to read I put a tweet out that said is Tom Brady a hall of famer and put a poll question up on it and people are actually thinking that I am asking seriously if Tom Brady is a Hall of Famer <laughs> after he has reached his 10th Super Bowl. Like, there would be any other question. In fact, they may just have to build a different wing for Brady at the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, considering how good he is. But sometimes sarcasm is, is, is difficult to read in most cases. I didn't think that this was difficult to read, but some people are having a, a difficult time of it. Well, Dan, you're having a bad day today. So, you know, so <laughs> I'm, I'm having a fine day. I thought the Buccaneers would cover. I didn't necessarily think that they were going to win today, but uh, not only did they cover, they ended up winning. What was so great about that game, and I know Packer fans don't want to hear it. And we're going to, by the way, in about 10 minutes or so, uh, there's one person to blame for the Packers loss. And we'll tell you who that is coming up in, again, in about 10 minutes. But, but there were so many situations, George, within this game of of guys making plays 
guys making mistakes. Like, like there's there was such a mix of it. Of you thought maybe momentum was one way, you thought it was going another. It was going one way, and then it immediately shifted. Right when you thought the Packers were getting it, the Buccaneers end up getting a stop. When you thought the Buccaneers had it, Tom Brady throws an interception, which by the way, threw three of them today, and they still won the football game. It was a great, great NFC Championship game. And for someone without any dog in the fight, it almost feels like Bill's Chiefs is a bit of a letdown considering the roller coaster that the Packers and Buccaneers just took us on. How can it be a letdown? It's 11 minutes to go in the first quarter. No, like, I'm just it, saying it like could leading live into- up to everything our, <laughs> our hopes and dreams have desired for. Like this, this could turn out to be the greatest football game that was ever played. And you're like, oh, that, that, that's a letdown four minutes in. No, that's jeez. Do you argue with everything I say? Because the point <laughs> is, it was just that the game was so good. I think that you had Brady and Rodgers, but Bills and Chiefs, Mahomes against Allen was was right on par. Maybe even a little bit more, considering the Chiefs are trying to go back to back, and then to have Rodgers and Brady put on the show that they did, both good and bad, gave us a bit of everything. And so it's just the point of that was a that was a three and a half hour game. And again, I had no dog in the fight, so I can't imagine being a fan of one of those two teams where you're probably absolutely exhausted after it. And now we got to take in game number two, and you're just still trying to catch your breath from game number one. That's what I feel like is watching this at some point we'll be totally focused on the chiefs and bills but there's still a bit of a hangover effect for how good packers buccaneers was today that's what i'm trying to say nope nope told totally disagree with you today dan all right so you just are you just have moved on to the next one you've moved on to the next yeah, I'm giving the game a chance, man. And and I'm not. Ty- it's not that I'm not Tyra giving Kill it a chance. Tyreek Hill just dropped the just dropped the layup. Patrick Mahomes laid it in his hands and he dropped it on on third third and four. All I'm trying to do is give props to the NFC Championship game for what a great game that was. That's what okay. I'm trying to do. Oh, I'm not trying okay, to. Okay, so rain why did you have to diss this parade. game? Four four minutes I never, in. I never dissed it. I never I never said why would I just You said a it's a letdown. That's a that's a I diss said it thing. Fe- it's a letdown. I, I feel I said I go I feel it's a bit of a letdown. I can't believe we're arguing over this. This is a simple point and that that I just was making about how great of an emotional game that is. And now all of a sudden you get into this game, and you're like, okay, now you're starting over from scratch. That's kind of the feeling of it. All right, get George Reister. Tell him he's wrong at George Reister. I, you can find me, Dan Beyer, <laughs> at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming up next, there is one person to blame for the Packers' loss today. We'll tell you who it is next on Fox Sports Radio. Half of Super Bowl 55 has been decided. The other matchup being decided right now. We are broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you can save an average of $470 on auto insurance. That's a lot of money for a quick phone call, don't you think? Average nationwide annual savings survey data July to December 2020. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. And McCole Hardman has just muffed a punt inside their own 10-yard line for Kansas City. Recovered by Buffalo, the Bills are going to be set up first and goal from the three-yard line of 3 nothing with 6-19 left to go in the first quarter, George. Those are the types of plays you cannot have if you are the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Yeah, that was the, that was pure sabotage right there. That was. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. Like, you're not expecting to get the ball back in that situation. And, but if you are Patrick Mahomes, this is an optimal scenario for you. <laughs> Mikko Hartman throwing the, the jacket over his head in disgust was probably one of my all time favorite moments. That will be memeable. Like, it, not, not Bernie Sanders meme good, but <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one right, right there. Uh, Josh Allen has just hit Dawson Knox for a three-yard touchdown pass, so the extra point is coming up. Bills up 9 nothing, and then depending on that extra point, could be a 10 nothing game again with just over six minutes left to go in the first quarter. There are a bunch of people who agree with you, George, in saying that they don't think that the AFC title game is, is going to be a letdown. My point was not to rain on the parade of the AFC title game. That extra point, by the way, is no good hit the right upright and bounced back in so it remains nine nothing i just thought that the nfc title game gave us uh, a, a bit of everything and right when we thought it was over maybe it wasn't over and, and there were so many scenarios in the last five minutes that i felt it was a roller coaster of emotions and then when you're right back in it and you finally exhale when it's all done now you got to start over new and go with Bill's Chiefs. That's the whole point of it. Okay. wasn't trying to rain on what the AFC was bringing. Well, I just loved what I saw between Green Bay and Tampa because it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect okay. by any means, but it gave us so, a bit of everything today. Here, here was the problem, Dan, is that, is that you tried to give that game a compliment by dissing another game. And by and, and, and granted, you just explained yourself it was not intentional. But that's what you did. And now, starting off 10-0. And after nine that zero. turnover. Extra yeah, point you was said, yeah, no nine. Good. Starting out 9-0. This gives this game an opportunity to, to have it, too. The other game was 28-10. to 10. Sure. So Absolutely. now this game can come back and have an even greater day than the NFC Championship had. And now this is a chance for Patrick Mahomes to, to put on his cape and be the the hero. There's no need to run the football anymore. You're down 10, 10 points. Just go well, put up points by any means necessary and stop dropping footballs. He may need a cape because we don't know how good he can run because of that turf toe injury that is maybe more of an issue than anything with his concussion this week because we, we had heard that a lot, that it wasn't the concussion. It was more of how he was tackled and why he came up woozy wasn't anything for a, for a hit to the, to the head. So it's his turf toe injury that really is an issue. They even showed the uh, uh, orthotic insert that he's wearing in his shoe today in the pregame leading up to it. So if Patrick Mahomes is going to have to do it, it's going to be with his arm and with his cape because I don't know how much fleet of foot Patrick Mahomes is going to be today. I think that's that's going to be an issue with Kansas City. Not that they would rely on his legs, but we have seen him make plays in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, in short yardage situations. I don't know, and we'll find out in this game how much that's available to him. And I, and I think that he'll be limited in that sort of situation. Just something to watch over these next uh, 45, 50 minutes or so. If you had to place the blame on one person for the Green Bay Packers, who, by the way, Packer fans aren't enjoying, did not enjoy that NFC Championship game. No. If you had to place the blame on one person in that contest, who gets the blame for Green Bay? Matt LaFleur. All right. Do we agree else. on something? We agree on something. 
when you have the ball fourth and eight on the eight-yard line, two minutes and nine seconds left, you're down by eight, and you kick a field goal? Excuse me? I know you have all three timeouts left, but if you don't get it, you give Tampa Bay the ball on the eight. That's uncomfortable territory. So I, I it, like there's no metric, no, um, yeah. no analytics that's going to say, no, hey, no, kick a field goal right here. You still need a touchdown. It, it was, it was conservative. It was scary. And the second he kicked the field goal, I was like, the game's over. There's no chance the Packers can win at that point, point in time, especially after the aggression that Tampa Bay showed um, at the end of the first half. There's no way to come back from that. Like, it, uh, and, and remember I told you that they were going to have to have a no-risk-it, no-biscuit no move, mm-hmm. and they failed. They chose not to do it. And I said fourth and seven, but it turned out to be fourth and eight. Yeah, and and this is this is what I'm wondering, like because we talked about the third down play, and we, you know we mentioned with Adam Kaplan and I mentioned earlier in the show where I don't think that Aaron Rodgers trusted a lot of different options in that red zone, but we talked about the third and goal play where he had the opportunity to run the football. You know, if if that's the situation, if Aaron Rodgers has any inkling that they would kick a field goal in that situation. Do you think he ends up running it to make it more of a manageable fourth down? Like like if it's fourth like if he get even if he doesn't score where he may have had an opportunity to score in that well, scenario. If 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 there was any if there was any inkling, I think that Aaron Rodgers would have ran the football to be like, "All right, yeah, it's fourth to, and goal. Like, try to get get closer." Correct. Any, correct. Yeah. Yes. And and that's where I think that that you know, if if I think Aaron Rodgers was in the mindset that this is four-down territory. Let's try to get it into the end zone. And and maybe that didn't enter into his psyche. But to even think that maybe they would try to kick a field goal, to me, I I, I just I, I think that Aaron Rodgers, and I'm curious to hear what he's going to say after the game about that decision, may just take the the coach's side of things. But um, I, I would I, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I am, I am an unhappy camper, and I agree wholeheartedly that Matt Lafleur made a huge mistake. Just for what you said, like if you don't get it, you don't get it. You still give him the ball back. You still have the two minute warning, which you almost blew anyway on the kickoff by yep. kicking. So the you field said goal. you have four timeouts. Yeah, yeah. It was it, that is there, and there are things in Packers history we talk a lot about. Um, you know, them getting blown out by the 49ers last year in an NFC t- uh, title game. Four years ago, they were blown out uh, by Atlanta when, when the Falcons ended up going to the, uh, the title game. But there was the, the, the game six years ago in Seattle where they basically had an opportunity. They're up, you know, two scores with four and a half minutes to go, and they pick off Russell Wilson and end up getting an interception and slide and don't run the like, – like, kind of giving up at that point thinking that maybe the game was already in hand then you had the onside kick you had uh you know other scenarios Seattle comes back and wins it when you look at all of the 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 NFC title games with Green Bay this to me is up there with what happened in Seattle I know that there is no given that they end up scoring and then making the two-point conversion but to say that we're gonna put it on our defense yes and not put the when, hands when they haven't Aaron, been yeah, like nothing throughout the whole game led you to believe aside from Tom Brady throwing some bad passes that they were going to get a stop. I mean, like nothing 
throughout the whole day were you were you ever like, oh man, this Packers defense is dominating the Buccaneers offense? Yeah. You never thought that. So that's even more reason why you got to be aggressive. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, this is a tough one. And Adam Kaplan said, who knows how many more years Aaron Rodgers is going to have. And there's going to be some changes. We, you know, we talked to Bill Huber, who covers the Packers for, for SI.com last week. And he said, there's, you know, Aaron Jones isn't going to be back with this team next year. You did draft A.J. Dillon in the second round. Maybe he has more of a role uh, next year for Green Bay. But there are other decisions you have to make. And when you're there, you got to take advantage. And Green Bay has been there a bunch and to have that sort of opportunity. If you said to Aaron Rodgers, if you, the game started, fourth and goal, eight-yard line, you're down eight, what are you doing in that scenario? You're going for it. And, and if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm having a tough, tough time sleeping tonight, not for anything that he did, but for what his head coach ended up doing. That's just tough to stomach. Those are the things that are tough to shake from your resume too, George. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. Those are the kind of things. But – at the same time, those are the kinds of situations that you learn from, and you're like, we won't let this happen again. Yeah. Like, like we will not. But you're not always guaranteed to end up back in those situations either. But <laughs> if you do, you don't me mess up and not be aggressive again. I mean, I, I, but I thought we had learned this lesson already. I thought we had been over this enough times for people to understand no risk it, no biscuit. And that doesn't mean that you are risky. That means that you take calculated risks, that, that when you look at a situation, you say, all right, what should we do here? And, and I like your question, Dan, of what would the defense want us to do? What would the other yeah. team like us to do? So you're right about that, even though you do. Well, actually, you're actually not right because you didn't say it today. This was another day that you were right. This continues your wrong streak of t today, though. You're a great teammate. You know, like, I appreciate that. Like, <laughs> my goodness, what did I ever do to you? Seriously. <laughs> you said things like three months ago, and I'll bring it back and say, George, you made a good point. I just didn't say it in this two-hour window that we've been talking, <laughs> and you hold it against me. My goodness. <laughs> With friends like you, who needs enemies? <laughs> Uh, the, the Chiefs are the Chiefs have uh, on a third down and eleven have gotten ten with a minute thirty left to go in the third quarter. So let's we'll, we'll keep it here before uh, before we we take our own timeout. But we'll see where Andy Reid is. You know Harrison Butker's had his own issues uh, with kicking, and so the Chiefs down nine right now, facing a fourth down and one. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is staying on the field for Kansas City again. Nine nothing. The Bills get a big break out of McCole Hardman muffed punt that Buffalo recovered at the Kansas City three-yard line and cashed in a play later as Josh Allen hit Dawson Knox for a three-yard touchdown pass. Now there is a timeout on the field. We'll take one as well. Minute eight left to go in the first. Bills lead the Chiefs 9-0. Tampa has punched their ticket to the Super Bowl 55. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. I know some of you know that because you're taking George's side on all of this and letting me hear it. That's perfectly fine. Coming up next, we'll dive into what's happening in Kansas Kansas City and what happened on their fourth down call. Plus, where does Matthew Stafford need to go next? We'll talk about it here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. 
Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. It's better than using your phone to see if your post got any likes again. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker Fire Insurance, Exchanges, or Affiliate. Products not available in every state. Yes, we are back on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. I'm George Reister with my main man, Dan Beyer, and the Chiefs, are into the end zone. The man who dropped the ball on the Mufti punt, McCole Hartman scores a touchdown from Patrick Mahomes. And we are live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. So Dan, Dan Wrongster today. Um, how... I, uh, well, I actually, for, for first thing, we it's we Dan Buyer, by the way. It's Dan Buyer. Yes, that's <laughs> it. That's we we want to give you guys a chance to weigh in. 877-996-6369. Was there any way that what Matt LaFleur did, because we, me and Dan both are in lockstep and we both agree, and Dan is right about the fact that Matt LaFleur is to blame for the Packers' loss. Is there any way that going for it on fourth, that kicking a field goal on fourth down made sense? 877-99 on Fox. Dan, I'm still in shock because I went on Twitter to investigate to see if there was anybody who thought that this was a good idea, and people actually thought that this was a great idea. 
I, I would love if they're if they probably live in Tampa or are relatives of Tom Brady because th- th- those would be the only people that I think would go along with the thinking because it just it doesn't add up, George. It doesn't add up to yeah you you kick a field goal and you get points and you're within five. So what you you win a game on a hail mary if you get it like there's like th- that doesn't who cares like you're thinking nine steps ahead. Uh, from where you need to be when you need to just make that next step. And 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 listen, you're not the only one that wondered why they kicked a field goal on fourth down. I'm not the only one that wondered why they kicked a, f- a field goal on the fourth down. Apparently, the soon-to-be MVP Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers really wasn't in on it as well. This was Rodgers after the loss to the Bucks. Aaron, did you agree with the decision to kick it there on fourth down? Well, I didn't have a decision on that one. Um, yeah, that wasn't my decision. But I understand the thinking above two minutes with uh, all of our timeouts. But, yeah, that wasn't my decision. Wow. That's a, that's a nice way to say I do. He didn't say I disagree. He gave his coach a little bit of cover by saying, I understand the thinking, but you know that that's 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 not you know, my call. That's above me now. You know what he did? He sat on the fence, which is what he's supposed to do in that situation. No, if you what do you, dude? It was a dumb decision. What do you? Okay, so he can't just say, "Listen, that was that that was coach's call. That's above me," and just throw the coach under the bus who he likes. Or what did, what did you want him to say? Yeah, here, here's the problem with it, George, is it satisfies no one. And, and uh, listen, I, I, am, I am guilty of when, it, when, it, when an athlete after a game says something about a, a, a coach or a player or a play, and I say, oh, you can't, you can't say that stuff. But we sit there and we talk about it on sports talk radio for, you know, hours on end, you know, here at Fox. The problem with what Aaron Rodgers said was, no, I wasn't in on the call. I uh, I understand the thinking, but you could say you could have said I wasn't in on the call, but I backed it. I, our defense had been getting stops in the second half. We were able to, you know, we felt confident where we were with the clock and with the timeouts that if we were to put ourselves back, we'd get the ball back and win. That's that's what you say when you're backing up the head coach. When you're not backing up the head coach, you put any sort of doubt in and say, well, I, I wasn't, but so, so him sitting on the fence is him kind of turning his back on Matt LaFleur, but he doesn't really satisfy any audience. You either say, there is no way I thought that we should have kicked the field goal in that scenario, or you back your coach hundred percent. He tried to play both sides of it by really not saying too much about it. And I think that that was, that was the problem. We know how he thinks. Right, I mean, we know we know that he's he's not happy about it. I I just I I think that you gotta if you're gonna if you're gonna back the coach, back the coach. If you're not gonna back the coach, then don't say what he just said there. I mean, I don't know what you expect the man to do. Like like no, if if you're going all in on the coach, I mean, if if you're gonna call in, right? I'm 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 sorry. If if, if you're gonna uh, de- de- defend the coach, then you're putting your credibility at stake. You're putting your own credibility at, at stake. So you have to defend your own reputation, but at the same time, give the coach a little bit of, co- of fodder. 
I mean, I mean, I, like I, a, I'm sorry, a cover. I think he, I think he gave very, very little cover. I understand. I understand the the situation is. I'm summarizing what he said, but it, it, say you know, say something about the defense, or say you know, in that scenario, he he didn't go out of his way to back Matt Lafleur. He had he had more to say. Let's see, let's see if Aaron Rodgers clear, clarified anything um, as he spoke with the media after today's loss. I, I don't know. I really don't. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns going into this off season now, and. I just, I'm gonna have to take some time away for sure, and, and clear my head, and just kind of see what's going on with everything. But it's, uh, it's pretty tough right now, especially thinking about the guys that may or may not be here next year. There's always change; that's the only constant in this business. It's really tough to get to this point. Really, really tough, um, especially. With it only being one bye week in the playoffs, it's a grind just to get to this point. And that makes the finality of it all kind of hit you like a ton of bricks. That's why it's a gutting feeling in your stomach. Uh, But I do appreciate you all and the job that you've done this year. I appreciate our interactions. Appreciate the opportunity to share every week and always be thankful for this season. Wow. That sounds like a dude. That's the way you're supposed to feel after a gut wrenching loss like that. Like you, like your heart is broken, but there are a lot of people, though, that are questioning this and how they're unsure how analytics work. So what I did is, Dan, I, I, is that I hit up a friend of mine who is the division manager for artificial intelligence, analytics and innovation development organization in the information technology solutions directorate at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratories. Oh, he's the A-E-I-A-E-T-I-E of O at NASA. Is that what he is? Because that's a long title, George. Yes, at the yeah. Jet Propulsion <laughs> Laboratories. This, this, this is the man who's, who's, who's in charge of the people who do the analytics and innovation for, for NASA. So, uh, uh, Gavin, can you bring Chris up? Dr. Dr. Chris Matman. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey guys, can you hear me? Gotcha, Chris. <clears throat> yeah, awesome. so nice to talk with you, gentlemen. Uh, thanks. Yeah, so when we're watching games, people always talk about analytics and how they come up and all of this. How in the world do these uh, teams and organizations, when they come up with what they should do in these situations, is there a manual? Like, how do these? How are these analytics come up with? Um, you know, it's confidence, you, you know, so basically it's percentage-based. You know, they look at, you know, in-team, in-game situation, in-quarter, you know, all things like that. And they got, you know, besides clip, people with clipboards running around with this stats, you know, they, they, they put a lot of resources into doing this. Every team does, from the college level on up to the NFL. The NFL just has more, men. So they got, they got people running around basically with these stats. They know in-game. They know, you know, they know based on quarter. They know based on situation. Uh, you know, and so forth. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they've got it. You know, it, the college, the college level has it. They have it in triplicate, man. 
So in, in your expert opinion, when the Packers are down two minutes and nine seconds left, eight point of, well, they're down eight points, fourth down and eight. And yes, they have all their timeouts. What do you think the numbers say in that situation about to go for it or to kick a field goal? I mean, the numbers this season say, you know, you go for it. They're doing it about 61.9% uh, of the time, you know, in 2020. You know, they're converting it. You know, almost two out of three times they're doing it. And even if you look at their last three, you know, it's a coin flip. You know, but, it, you know, if you could say, well, it's it feel, you know, based on the game, you know, even if it was a coin flip based on their last three. But, you know, chances are the analytics are saying, you know, you two out of three times you're going to pull that one off. You go for it, you know. Uh, yeah. And, no, no, go on, go on, Dan. No, I, I was just going to say, like, all, all the numbers lead to it, but we just, you know, we just heard Aaron Rodgers talk about the grind of the new playoff system and the advantage that they had this year. And I, I, I know it doesn't factor into the numbers, but I'm kind of saying, like, how doesn't it factor into the numbers? Like, you think about the grind of their season, what had to go right, what was a crazy season. They were one of two teams to get buys in the entire NFL, which now will be more difficult to come by because of the, the you know expanded playoffs as it is. I, I just don't understand, like – Throwing in the scenario how Matt LaFleur could have kicked the field goal, even with the numbers on their side, guys, I just I don't understand with the numbers telling you to go for it and then with everything that's at stake and who your quarterback is and the season that he had and how the game has played out, there's just no justification at all for him uh, to be kicking a field goal in that scenario. Yeah, you don't need to be a NASA rocket scientist, you know, guys, to, to basically be thinking that either, man. I'm telling you, it's, you know, it's, you know, in-game, even in-field, you know, George and I talk a lot about the analytics, the feel of the game, too, not even the numbers themselves, but just the feel. Like you said, in-game situation, everything that's coming up, even next season, you know, going into it, you got to maximize your opportunity. It feels like that they didn't, you know, right there. Uh, hey, hey, guys, he is Dr. Chris Matman. I won't give you all of his, <laughs> uh, his his entire title, but to make it short, he's a rocket scientist that specializes in artificial intelligence and, and analytics. Uh, th- thanks for coming on the show. Hopping on real quick, Chris. Dr. Chris. Thanks for, ha- th- thanks for having me, guys. I love it. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks. See Dan, I know I surprised you with uh, that, that that one, but uh, I just think that it's important because people will sure. tell you, oh, the uh, I, somebody said said to me on Twitter, Twitter, well, the the analytics say that you should kick a field goal there. I'm like, no, they don't. Like, you can't just make it up and just say, oh, the the analytics say. Oh, just just awful. So that's why I wanted to bring an expert in. But we also have a man who is fond of analytics and winning football and who has to tell us what's going on in the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs game and what else is trending around sports. And that's Mr. David Gascon. I thought you were down. We're going to ask Chris about Skynet and the Skynet is fully operational. You know. Oh, we should have asked him. Yeah. Oh, that's a failure on our part. It's all good. I don't know. It's, um, man, I don't know. Guys, Bills, Chiefs. Dave, going Dave, out. Do you go for it to kick the field goal? I would have kicked the field goal. What? Oh. Yeah. Oh, so don't. I'll, I'll, tell, don't. You, I'll, I'll tell you why, because Dan mentioned it, too. You have four timeouts. What does it matter? You still need a touchdown right, to on, win. Hold, hold on, but you need, well, yeah, but you need two scores to win the ball game. 
You need no, a, you don't. Well, of course you do. You need two scores. If Green Bay scores a touchdown, they need the conversion that gets it to eight, that ties the game, and then they need a score to win the game. You still need two scores to win the game. Either way. Yes, but but and, it changes the way the game is played at that point in time. Well, of course it does, but you look at the, the reality of it is if Green Bay ties that game up and they do it with over two minutes to play in regulation, Tampa Bay has an opportunity to win the game still, do they not? Yes, they do, okay, but so, but you've taken your own but but you have given the your defense an opportunity. You're saying we have to get a stop and your defense is barely the aside from Tom Brady airmailing passes hold on. has gotten no stops. Hold on, hold on. Prior to what happened in the first half, Brady in the, in the third and fourth quarter threw three picks. They did he, nothing offensively in the third quarter and fourth quarters combined. He airmailed passes and, and But who cares? That, he still threw the INTs. That see, you are along with Dan Byer today. Yeah. You go in the wrongster category because no risk it, no biscuit, and do and, and you probably would have punted on fourth down too uh, prior to halftime, wouldn't you? Well, no, I actually said it prior to him. Bruce Arians going for. It. I said he should have gone for it on fourth down, and they did. Oh, go but for you, it. but you would have went for that, but then you would have kicked the field goal. Man, yeah, get out listen, of here! If my team's got four timeouts and a good defense, then yeah, I'm going to put them back on the. The field of you're course. gonna be a fired head coach just 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 like a Listen, if, if just my, like John Gruden if my defense can't get a stop against Brady and four timeouts then I deserve to lose the football game and they did oh. well you you would have still needed to go down and score a touchdown you're on the eight yard line this is your best opportunity I, I understand that 100% regardless you still need two scores <sighs> to win the game it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's a touchdown first and then a field goal or a field goal first and then a touchdown. Either way, you still need two scores. Speaking of that, guys, Kansas City <laughs> and Buffalo are going at it right now. Mahomes down 9 to nothing. early in the second quarter. Edward Jalaire, they throw it left side to Hardman on a wide receiver screen into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Jet on a short flight. This time on a well-played wide screen left, and the Chiefs are on the board at 14-16 to go, second quarter. You guys were mentioning McCall Hardman on his muff punt. He scored a touchdown, and then Daryl Williams on a six-yard TD run. Kansas City doing what they do. They were down 9 nothing to Buffalo. They've scored with 14 unanswered here in the second quarter. They now lead the Bills 14-9. This ball game, about nine and a half minutes to play in the first half. Mahomes is 13-17 for 103 and a touchdown pass. The Hardman's one rush was for 50 yards in the ball game so far. Josh Allen on the flip side, 7-13, 49 yards passing and a touchdown. The NFC Championship game goes to the road team in Tampa Bay. They win it 31-26. Brady 20 of 36, three touchdowns, three INTs, 280 yards passing. He was sacked once. Aaron Rodgers, 33 of 48, 346, three touchdowns, a pick, but he was also sacked five times in the defeat. NBA news today, Raptors beat the Pacers, Clippers over the Thunder, Celtics 38-21 over the Cavaliers, end of the first quarter in that one. Magic by five over the Charlotte Hornets, end of the first quarter in that contest. Chicago beats Detroit on the ice, Sabres in overtime, or shootout, excuse me, Beat the Capitals four to three. George, why are you so hard on Dan Byer? Like we're we're friends, we're family. Hold up, we break Hold bread. Up. See, we watch ball together. Well, listen, I don't want I don't want it to seem like George is walking all over me. I know it's <laughs> it's because it, that's not the case. You know what? It just, feel, at some point, you're just like whatever. It, it sounds so. like. George is putting a bedpost right in front of Dan Byer's big foot every time Dan makes a point. That's <laughs> it's like, Come on, hey, George. hold up. 
I just figured out what you guys did. I just figured out what you guys did because at the um at the end, well, you guys m- must have been talking at break because you defended Dan. So I just figured out with that that whole argument that you were trying to gaslight me. You and Dan are trying to gas gaslight me. I figured it out. Thanks so much. See, that was Dave, that was easy Dave, to figure out. Dave disagreed with me, yet we were somehow in cahoots. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it, George. I don't. I, mm-hmm. I you guys are trying to gaslight me. It it's a. It's okay, though. (laughs) You guys are listening to Red Zone Radio live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Um, So, all right, all right, Dan, go on. Go ahead. I I, listen. I I appreciate Dave giving his input. I just. I don't agree. I understand what he's saying with about two scores. My thinking is is if I'm able to get those scores with the football in Aaron Rodgers' hand in that opportunity and allowing him on that fourth down to do it, that's how I want it to be done. That's how I would – I understand of playing out the whole scenarios, but when you play out the whole scenarios, there's a scenario where Aaron Rodgers gets one less snap than what he would already have, and that is the scenario that ended up playing out. And if I'm Matt LaFleur, I want Aaron Rodgers to take as many snaps as I can, and so I go for it on fourth and down – fourth and goal from the eight-yard line. I just – that's the scenario that, that I go through. I'll I'll say the point again that you brought up that I didn't say earlier, but I've I've said forever. <laughs> what does the other team want you to do? Do the opposite. That of was that. a great and, point, Dan. Yeah, well, I've, I've I gave said you it. credit for making a great point. I did. Why, it, why and are it's you so not, mad at me today? It's, it's not original because it, it there are other people have said it as well. But I just go along with that thinking when you're on the fence trying to decide what to do. Yeah, whatever the team, the other team would want you to do, you do the opposite. And I think that Tampa would have wanted Green Bay to kick a field goal. I mean, heck, they got they had a, they had a play set up because they knew that the clock was going to expire or it was going to stop at the two minute warning. So they threw a pass and ended up getting nine yards to Mike Evans. Then Green Bay had to do the offsides, you know, scenario, and it played out in a certain way where a pass interference call ends up ending the game for Tampa. But there was a lot that happened between that that fourth down stop and the end of the game but when it comes down to it when you look back at this game I think we're going to look back at the the decision to kick the field goal with everything else that happened in Green Bay on Sunday it's Lafleur's decision to kick the field goal that's going to be the biggest one yes Uh, uh, Dan I agree with you you are right there is how easy that is I listen I don't care if you agree or disagree with me that's it's not it's not it's totally totally fine it's sometimes you just don't hear what I'm trying to say and so so I'm glad that you're actually hearing what I'm trying to say <laughs> and what I also heard a little while ago and I know that we, we got a break but a very very um down in the dumps Aaron Rodgers and talking about his future with the Packers not only just of what happened on Lambeau Field this afternoon but about his future as well I mean he thanked reporters for the job that they did this season that's usually a retirement sort of thing and I don't know if he's if he's just all caught up in the moment but I mean if, if he ends up moving on I'm sure maybe he'll have an opportunity to to speak to them in some way but to take that opportunity really makes you wonder on where Aaron Rodgers' head is at. And, George, I think also 
sheds light into the argument that people said that this is Aaron Rodgers' revenge tour for them taking Jordan Love. And I think the way that he sounded after today really makes you think that, yeah, that was motivation this year. There, there, like there is, there is a lot of validity to that because it sounded like he was a guy that maybe wasn't coming back to Green Bay next season, which is crazy to think. It's so bizarre, right? When you like, like when you really get down to the nitty gritty, it's bizarre how the Packers have handled this situation. The, just the idea that they may want to move on from Aaron Rodgers because they drafted Jordan Love is stupidity. It it, it, it could not be any more crazy. But but we will get to that. And hear Aaron Rodgers and so much more up next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. I'm George Reiser with Dan Beyer. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. It's better than using your phone to see if your post got any likes again. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Trucker Fire Insurance Exchanges are affiliate products not available in every state. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, he's George Reister, I'm Dan Beyer. Kansas City leads Buffalo in the AFC title game 14-9, under six minutes to go until halftime. 
Chiefs just got it at midfield. George, I thought Patrick Mahomes' foot would be an issue. While he hasn't run the ball today, he's appeared very mobile in the pocket. He's been able to elude the Bills' pass rush and so far is having his way in finding the likes of Tyree Kill, in finding uh, Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes already over 150 yards as they uh, wind down the second quarter. But the foot injury does not seem to be hampering him in the slightest when it comes to tossing the rock. Not at all, but he he had the same turf toe injury last week too. So it those things usually improve as time goes goes on. But he's already he's always funny to me anyway because he always runs and like like his knees don't work right. Well, sorry, he walks like his knees sure. don't walk right. You're like, how do you walk? How are you such a good athlete when you're moving in full speed, <laughs> but but when you're actually moving at a normal pace, you look you look like you need, you know, orthotics or special braces or something. I you know, even when he played at Texas Tech, he would have those knee braces on. And I was just like, man, he doesn't look mobile at all. And I, and I don't know if it's the way that the uniform looked, George, but it, it now it's moved on to Kansas City, and we've seen him move. He hasn't run today, as I mentioned, but very mobile in the pocket. He just hit uh, Travis Kelsey with a little swing pass. Kelsey tried to Jordan and Dr. J it by going from the free throw line to the end zone. Got stopped short. He's a yard short, so Kansas City has it first down and goal. Again, up five on Buffalo, 14-9. to nine. Clock is counting now, Kansas City, with a first down and goal. Buffalo is going to call a timeout in this situation. Don't know uh, what Sean the, McDermott saw. Because the ball came out, so he's trying to see. Oh, wait, mm, nope. He was he, he was hoping that uh, that Kelsey had fumbled through the back of the end zone, but no, that's not what happened. He stepped out of bounds, and no, this was a good call. The ball is going to be at the is at the one yard line right now. If anything, it may be moved back just a little bit, but uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, yeah, it's going to be at the one yard line after the review. Kansas City is going to have it first down and goal. So Tom Brady is going to his tenth Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes tries to go in back to back Super Bowls as the Chiefs again seem to be turning it on against Buffalo. Where would you put this run that Brady has had with the Buccaneers? amongst his Super Bowl runs because we always talk about the the season that they had in super, uh, leading up to Super Bowl 42 18-0 record setting season but not being able to get it done um, we talk about the first Super Bowl when maybe it was more of the defense but would you put this run at the top of the list when it comes to Tom Brady's nine other Super Bowl runs Okay, so it's hard to discount the 18-0 and season, e- even though they didn't win uh-huh. the, the Super Bowl. That was a spectacular, over 50 touchdowns. Like, that was a spectacular season. But in terms of probably most career-defining, this probably has to be it because he he didn't have Belichick. And people have been saying, for so, oh, well, no, it's Belichick who deserves more credit but Belichick proved he can't do it with just anybody. And Tom Brady's proven like, yo, I can do it with, I mean, Bruce Arians is no slap, but, correct. but this is, but he's proven like I can do this without you. Yeah. And, and I think that Bruce Arians and Jason light may get the light end of all of this, but they deserve a bunch of credit. I, I mean, they weren't, 
I don't want to say that they were a ready-made team, but they had a lot of pieces in place. I mean, but, uh, the, their front line, the Buccaneers, you know, against the run, have been tops in the NFL the last two years. You talk about the weapons that they had. They just didn't want Jameis Winston to turn the ball over. Brady's going to get so much of the love with all of this, and, and, and really deservedly so for how great he's been. But, you know, uh, Bruce Arians is probably just happy to coach in a Super Bowl, but he deserves credit, and Jason Light deserves credit as well as the GM of, of building that team the, the, the way they are. Comes with the territory. Brady gets a lot of the credit, and, and maybe deservedly so here, but those guys deserve a, um, a bunch as well because you, there was a lot there before Brady showed up there. Yeah, you are 100% right. But, but before we go today, Dan, I do want to say – I have rather enjoyed like ga- gaslighting you and bothering you the entire <laughs> show. You are you are one of my favorite people I've ever worked with, but it is fun to bother you something, and it's super easy. It is super easy. And George will find something to argue with uh, whenever it's possible. Clyde Edwards-Alaire into the end zone for the Chiefs. One-yard touchdown run. Extra point is good. Kansas City leads Buffalo 21-9. to That's the same score that I beat George by today as we're keeping track of our arguments. So I think oh, I, how won, I just gave you I won something 21 nice to up. nine. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Enjoy the rest of Championship Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.